0: hello everyone and welcome to episode number 126 of Bill Man the sport Guys podcast I am your host Bill Mann where I get to report you the latest weekly news from the NFL NBA MLB and NHL. All right everybody. So, in case if you haven't listened to last week's episode, I talked about the Chicago Bears. Now, possibility, this could be something that I may want to do or talk about. And however, we do have another NFL team to talk about in this particular episode. It is the New England Patriots. What on earth has happened to the dynasty of the NFL? Who's? probably have like who has got like the most championships in franchise history the now Tom Bradyless New England Patriots I should refer that to that ever since Tom Brady left the Patriots have never been the same and this season shows evidence of that ladies and gentlemen the New England Patriots are 1 and 5 oh my goodness gracious like that is a travesty and I'm not joking and they did lose today by the Las Vegas Raiders by a score of 21-17. And now, everyone, do you want to take a guess on the team the New England Patriots be this season? I'll give you guys about a few seconds. If you guys guessed the New York Jets, or shall I say the Aaron Rogerless New York Jets, you got that correct. They did beat the Jets 15-10. to Now, the Patriots... Uh, while well, while the Raiders could still possibly make the postseason, they're sort of wild card in my eyes. The other teams that they have lost to, well, they lost by five to the Philadelphia Eagles on opening day. But the last three teams, minus the Jets and the Raiders, well, Raiders are technically competitive. They're just more wild card. But besides Las Vegas and Philadelphia, Philadelphia obviously top 5 best team in the NFL. The other three teams, the Patriots were clobbered by them. Let me tell you the scores. 24 to 17 against the Miami Dolphins, but the last two. This is the clobber this. 38 to 3 against the streaky Dallas Cowboys. That's right. I said it. The streaky Dallas Cowboys. And the New Orleans Saints basically flattered them like a bunch of pancakes by a score of 34 to nothing. So, what on earth has happened to the Patriots? All right? So, if we look at... Actually, if we also look at their Vegas' upcoming games, it does not get easier. Okay? They have the Buffalo Bills... That's their next upcoming game. Then they got the Miami Dolphins again. Then they got the Commanders, the Colts. You could maybe squeak out a win against the Commanders. We'll see. Same with the Colts. Honestly, it would be hilarious if they lost to the New York Giants. So, in reality, the Patriots should start winning games because the only real tough competition that I think is going to give them the problem are the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Buffalo Bills. And the Miami Dolphins. That's about it. And maybe, maybe the Pittsburgh Steelers. Not quite up there, but maybe. Now, Mac Jones. Holy moly. This guy has looked disastrous. Like, bottom three quarterback, along with Zach Wilson and... And Zach Wilson surprisingly doing better than Jordan Love. I don't understand. Mac Jones today's game threw for two hundred yards, one interception. But the two but the two clobberness games he was involved in, hundred ten yards, two interceptions, and was benched against the New Orleans Saints, and against the streaky Dallas Cowboys, only hundred fifty yards and two interceptions. All right. Mac Jones so far has a 74.4% QB rating. The game against the Saints was his lowest by far. And the offense barely hasn't even showed up. And the offense has honestly disappeared between Malik Cunningham, Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, not Brian Elliott, the hockey goalie that retired, the running back, Ezekiel Elliott, and then Keyshawn Bootle. Even the defense hasn't looked that great. And the Patriots have got to step up. They've got to do something. Cause right now they've basically fallen into rebuild area, safe to say. Now they haven't made the playoffs in, I believe it was two been two, three years. Definitely ever since Tom Brady left. Now, if you're Robert Kraft, do you A fire Bill Belichick? B maybe give him one more shot, but if he messes up, then he's gone. Arguably the greatest NFL head coach of all time. I don't know. I'm very curious to see what happens to the Patriots in the offseason. Because, you know, they've won championships with Tom Brady. They have won six. And what do they all have all in common? Tom Brady. And ever since he left, they've never been the same. And let me also tell you one thing. They're dead last in the AFC East. 0-3 0-3 oh, at home. Oh, man. And they, they're I believe they are tied for the worst winning percentage along with the Denver Broncos at 167. No, and the New York Giants. No, you know what? I checked that. They're tied with the second worst. The worst winning percentage. No, I'm wrong. They, they're, I'm so sorry. They're actually tied with the Arizona Cardinals. And the Chicago Bears, oh baby! Now they're actually second worst because the worst is the Carolina Panthers at zero. So you know, Bill Belichick, not I think realities came up to him. I also believe the NFL now relies on technology more. You know, analytics we're into that stage now in sports. It's not what it was back in the old days. That's for sure. So and the Patriot way has completely vanished. So everyone got questions does bill pelichuk get fired after this season and what do the patriots need to do because man they are an atrocity to watch on the field this season all right so with the nba preseason still going on major league baseball the postseason still going on we are now down to our final four in the national league we got the philadelphia phillies versus the Arizona Diamondbacks and for the American League we got the Houston Astros versus the Texas Rangers. So this is this should actually be a very fun final four series. I actually believe this could go to a 6-7 game series for both sides. Now if I had a pick for American League yeah, I still see Houston sneaking away with it. As much as I would like to see Texas upset them, but at the same time Jose Abreu baby I, he definitely deserves a ring and he's playing his best postseason baseball i'm very happy to see him doing well so i hate it go astros i hate saying that with all my heart don't know why but at the same time jose bree is the sole reason why not for the nl i have a feeling it's going to be the philadelphia phillies they're, they're just too good and too dominant the arizona diamondbacks are a very young exciting team but not experienced enough for the World Series. Now, obviously, they haven't won a World Series since 2001, which they beat the New York Yankees. So, I got I got re, World Series rematch from last year happening now. Astros versus Phillies. So, you guys, let me know your thoughts and opinions on who you got in the World Series since we're now in the Final Four range. And speaking of Major League Baseball, here's the ranking by Major League Baseball teams with the most playoff home runs since 2000 okay now let's all try act surprise the second i say this the new york yankees are number one with 189 i know we were all surprised right okay second is the houston astros at 175 the los angeles dodgers 151 st louis cardinals 134 boston red sox 130 Tampa Bay Rays, shockingly, 95. Atlanta Braves, 88. Philadelphia Phillies, 83. San Francisco Giants, 69. Chicago Cubs, 65. Detroit Tigers, 57. Texas Rangers, 51. Cleveland Guardians and Oakland Athletics, both with 50. Arizona Diamondbacks and Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim with 48. New York Mets with 44. Washington Nationals with 40. The Chicago White Sox with 31. Milwaukee Brewers and Toronto Blue Jays with 30. Minnesota Twins, 29. Kansas City Royals, 28. San Diego Padres, 26. The Seattle Mariners, 22. Miami Marlins, 18. Colorado Rockies, 14. Baltimore Orioles, 13. Cincinnati Reds, 8. Can you guess who's the last place? I'll give you a few seconds. If you guys guessed the Pittsburgh Pirates, you are correct. They have seven. So, man, when I first saw that list, I was actually very surprised. Well, except for the Yankee part because of their franchise history, and we know how dominant they really are. But all right, we're also going to go to the NHL while we are at it. So, we got some re to talk about, but also an injury report on Leo Carlson. He did get hurt in the preseason. He will not return to Sweden and will remain in North America this season. I think it was an upper body injury if I recall. But, you know, it's very bad. Pretty brutal. And really hope he recovers soon. Now, the NHL. Honestly, it's about damn time hockey came back. It has felt way, way too long. So, the fact that hockey is back, we got some hockey extensions to talk about. But before we do that, and hockey players announced his retirement, it is former NHL defenseman Jake Muzzin has announced his retirement. Now, for those of you that don't know, so he did retire. Jake Muzzin played for the Los Angeles Kings and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Now, Jake Muzzin, you know... Yeah, he is only 34, but it's a shame that his career had an end due to a back injury. So, the back injury was he basically injured his spinal after a collision with Arizona Coyotes forward Clayton Keller. He got injured during last season, missed the rest of it, then got placed on injured reserve to start the season, and basically announced that he would miss the entire season. So... Jake Muzzin, uh, last last season the Maple Leafs only had one assist in four games. The year before, 14 points in 47 games, and that's basically it. So, Jake McCabe in his entire NHL career, in 683 games, 69 goals, 225 assists for 294 points. In the regular season and in the playoffs, 72 games played, 11 goals, 17 assists for 28 points. So Jake Muzzin, really his only career was a Stanley Cup that he won with the Los Angeles Kings back in 2014. Jake Muzzin was overall a, a solid defenseman. You know, he was no superstar, like point-wise defenseman by all means. His career high was 42 points that he set with the Los Angeles Kings back in the 2017, 2018 season. Um, wish him nothing but the best of luck in retirement. And for sad that it had to end like this career wise. Okay, so the first two extensions we are going to talk about is the Mark Shifley and Connor Hellebuck extension. So Jet fans, you don't have to worry about them getting moved. They both signed identical seven years, $59.5 million. So right off the bat, this tells me that probably throughout probably throughout most of the contract, or at least through all of it, Mark Shifley and Connor Hellebuck are both Jets players for life. And both of them are going to be part of the new Jets core and hopefully the new Jets era because they could look like a very sneaky, good hockey team this season. And they Could could they make the playoffs? It's a possibility. So the Jets, when they first began, we all knew it as the Andrew Ladd, Dustin Bufflin, Blake Wheeler era. Shifley later joined the party. Mark Shifley... Now, obviously, it's only been two games for the Jets, but he's got two goals and assists for three points. Look at Connor Hellebuck yeah. And last season had 68, year before he had 70. Shifley overall is a very good center. Career high is 84 points back in the 2018-2019 season. And I really think he can lead this new Jets team by example, and same with Connor Hellebuck. Now, obviously, he's off to a little bit of a shaky start this season as he's 1-0, are one and one with a, with a 407 goals against 852 save percentage, but career wise 916 save percentage. And he's actually had some good seasons 920 last season, 910, 916, 922. I could go on. Career high is 924 save percentage, and his lowest goals against was 236 back in the 17 18 season. Jets won 44 and 11 that year. Now, obviously, he's one and one. He went 37 25 and 2 last season. So I like this a lot for the Jets. They lock up Shifley and Hellebuck. I think they could really make an impact and that they can both lead the new Jets era by examples because it looks like those two are going to be like their locked star duo chords. You know, like in LA with Anze Kopitar, Drew Doughty. Chicago for a long time, Jonathan Taze, Patrick Kane. Pittsburgh still with Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Washington, Ovechkin, Backstrom. I could go on. So overall, at first I wasn't so sure about it, but the more I think of it, I actually really like the contract for both players since they're identical ones. Alrighty, we got two more hockey extensions to talk about in this, vid- in this video. Or <laughs> episode, basically. Um, Alright. and. Before I do want to throw this out, so today the Iowa University, the Hawkeyes, they versed the DePaul in women's basketball. Caitlin Clark played in front of a stadium of fifty five thousand six hundred forty six fans for Iowa for women's basketball, and it was the most ever for a women's basketball game. And now I like this—you got a star in Caitlin Clark top 5 top 10 best player currently in women's basketball. Now, I do need to watch more women's basketball. I've I've caught maybe a tiny glimpse. I haven't watched enough as I would like to, but I like how they're trying to brand women's basketball by drawing more fans and having Caitlin Clark part of it. I really like how they did it. And I think Caitlin Clark could be the new face in women's basketball. So, let me know your thoughts on that, but We're going to go back to the signings. I just want to throw out and give some shout-out to women's basketball for dominant seasons. All right, so we got two signings to talk about. Next up, the Buffalo Sabres have locked up defenseman Owen Power on a seven-year $8.3 million deal. Owen Power only had 35 points last season, but it's a strong one too. And the thing I also like about this now, for this season, Power only has one assist in two games. However, I think Owen Power is going to be the next face in the blue line along with Rasmus Dahlin. And I really like how the Sabres are really constructing their team overall, if I want to put it that way. So, I like the deal. And I like it that they locked up one of their young core players for a very long time. And this is a very good one. And the next and the last contract we're going to talk about is Devin Taze. Devin Tays signed a seven-year, $7.2 million extension with the Colorado Avalanche. Another good deal. Devin Tays, top 15 best defenseman in the NHL. That's right, I said it. Now, he's got one assist in two games, but last season, seven goals, 43 assists for 50 points, and 57 the season they won a Stanley Cup. So, Devin Tays has really became more of an offensive, solid defenseman ever since getting traded from the Islanders. And I like this. De- Devin Taze could be the new, like, duo blue line along with Kale McCarr. They could be the new face of the Colorado Avalanche blue line. Like, the best way I could put it is they could be the new Duncan Keith, Brent Seabrook, but on the Colorado Avalanche. So, I really like this deal overall. And that is going to include today's episode. Gave a little shout-out to women's basketball, Owen Power, Devin Tays, Carl Hellebuck, Mark Shifley extensions, Major League Baseball, postseason still going strong, NBA preseason still happening, and football. We talked about the New England Patriots and why are they so bad to watch this season. So if you ever have thoughts and opinions, please let me know on Twitter at Bill Sports and Instagram at Bill Guy. So thank you for tuning in to episode number 126 of Bill Man the Sport Guys podcast. I am your host, Bill Man. Stay tuned for episode number one hundred and twenty seven. Peace.